Hey, y'all, thank you so much for tuning in to Origin Gates Daily Podcast. This is Wisdom's Echo, and my name is Parker Thomaston. I am so honored to share my heart with you today. And today we're going to pick up where we left off. The last time I had an opportunity to speak, it was titled, Kings Shall Come From You. So this is going to be Kings Shall Come From You, part dose, <laughs> part two. Um, the last time that we spoke, we began to talk about how the blessing was associated to Jacob, who later became Israel. Uh, but there was a key verse here in Genesis chapter 35, when Yahweh said, I am God Almighty, be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall proceed from you and kings shall come from your body. Now, as we were jumping into this, there was one vital thought that jumped out off of the page and just kind of hit me right in the depths of my belly. And that's where I want to where I want to focus today. It's in Genesis chapter 35, um, starting in verse Verse 2, And Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Put away the foreign gods that are among you. Purify yourselves and change your garments. Then let us arise and go up to Bethel, and I will make an altar there to Yahweh, who answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me in the way which I have gone. So first and foremost, I just want to emphasize that Jacob recognized that Yahweh had never left him. There may have been a lot of difficult situations that he had an opportunity to overcome, but he recognized Yahweh's faithfulness and also that Yahweh was with him during those times. And so today, what I actually want to focus on is the part where it says, put away um, the foreign gods that are among you, purify yourselves, and change your garments. Now, now, how does that work? And, and I want to start off by saying this, you know, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, it says that God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So, so I truly believe, honestly, I've talked about this before, that one of the greatest tragedies in all of history is the one that continues to happen on a daily basis. This is where we are deceived into thinking that you and I still need to possess something that we already have access to. The desire to be like Yahweh when we are already created in His image and according to His likeness. So as Adam and Eve disobeyed, they stepped out of the covering that Yahweh had and into one that they made for themselves, intending to receive something that they already had. I want to tell you today that Yahweh is jealous of your garments, what you are covered in. We could, we could talk about putting away the foreign gods, and we recognize the importance of that. And, and you know, the, the other side of this, um, even in addition to the part where it says purify yourselves, um, but I, I just want to jump into the significance of what it means to change your garments, what it means to allow yourself to, to, to be robed in what Yahweh has, has intended for us to be robed in all along. So, um, 
First, let's define a garment. What is a garment? It's an article of clothing. It's used especially in context where you're talking about the manufacture or sale of clothing. Now, what I've found to be significant is that not only um, the reference to what it is, but rather where it was created. So this word is called simla. Carl, please be gracious. Uh, the Hebrew word, it's made up of shin, mem, lamed, and hay. Now, now shin has to do with uh, um, many things, but I'm just going to pinpoint a few parts here to boldly and tenaciously lay hold of. Mem represents the source and supply of heaven, the frequency of heaven. Lamed, to teach, to lead, or to guide. Hey has to do with our breath or beholding. So what I recognize this word simla to mean is that as we put on our garments or simla, we boldly and tenaciously cover ourselves with the coverings tailored for us from the source of the supply of heaven. Now, as we put on our garments, we not only resonate the frequency that Yahweh has prepared for us, but also an authentic sound of who we are. These garments, they they don't define us you know, but they identify us as heirs and they give us the ability to lead as we behold the original intention of who we are. Now, the, the reference in scripture that I want to, um, fall back on here is found in Matthew chapter 22. And, and we're going to talk about a few things uh, that are significant here. It says that Yeshua spoke to them in parables saying, excuse me, verse one, um, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent more servants and he said, tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fatted calf um, have been butchered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and they went off, one to his field, another to his business. The rest seized his servants, mistreated them, and even killed them. So the king was enraged at this point. He sent an army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. What a celebration, right? Verse 8 says, Then he said to his servants, The wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out to the streets. They gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guest, he noticed a man there was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? And the man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. Now, Let's just talk about some like some real thoughts here, okay? Number one, man, what what type of celebration is this that that they go out and they invite the party to come in? The king is prepared his first and his best, but everyone was too busy to accept the invitation. It, I mean, man, there are so many different parallels here. Many of that I have been. 
um, you know, honored with the the opportunity to receive the teachings and the revelations of. But it's it's so important that we not allow ourselves to get so busy that we miss out on an opportunity from the King to be seated and to feast and dine with Him. You know, I know uh, a lot of leaders of churches uh, that I've went to college with and developed relationships with, and man, they are always so busy doing things for the kingdom that I think oftentimes they they unfortunately overlook the kingdom itself. They overlook their invitations because they're too busy to allow themselves to be seated in rest. And we're receiving the revelation of this, but it's important that we keep this before us. So since no one was able to come, the, the servants were mistreated and even killed. The king got so ticked off that he went and sent his army to destroy the murderers and burn their city. So then he invited people that that he said, uh, the ones that didn't deserve to come. He said, go out and find anyone that you can find. So it says that the servants went out in the streets. They gathered all the people that they could find bad and good. There was no prerequisite of, of holiness or righteousness, which is important. But man, this was an invitation for any and everyone to come in. And so you're not qualified by what you're capable of doing. That should never be the drive or the desire to begin with or to finish with. That should be a secondary consequence of our pursuit to please the Father. And so They went out, they got the bad as well as the good. But check this out, man. He noticed, it says the king came back in and he noticed a man that was not wearing wedding clothes. Now, these people had just received an invitation. They were not capable of of having the luxury of time to prepare themselves or their garments of how they would arrive to the wedding. They were just brought in because they were given an invitation. So why would the king notice that he's not wearing the wedding clothes? And they said that he would would ask him, you know, how did you get in here? You're not even wearing the right thing. And the man had nothing to say. And so... The king told the attendants, tie him up, bind him by his hands, bind him by his feet, throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth for many are invited, but few are chosen. The reason why this is so significant because it was cultural in this day for the the king right um for the father of the of the groom to to go out and 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 prepare this feast but they would not only prepare their first and their best of the oxen and the fatted calf they would also prepare wedding garments for all of the guests to arrive and change into so necessarily the uh, the issue here was not the fact that this man showed up unwilling to to, you know, uh, have the unknowingly to, to wear the wrong thing, if you will. Um, the, the, the big problem here is that he was unwilling to change his garments into what was prepared. And, and I find this, unfortunately, to be an issue um, with a lot of the modern-day church that, that Yahweh has invited us in, not because of our own ability to earn our spot at the table, for, per se. And this is coming from somebody who's had to deal with this, man. I mean, my testimony is very different from most people. I've walked the straight and narrow. My heart has always been in a position to please Yahweh. Have I made mistakes? Absolutely. Am I perfect? No, not by any stretch, but but I've always 
position myself to please Yahweh. And there are a lot of things um, that I have foregone as far as, you know, um, desires of, of just normal sinful nature uh, to be able to please Yahweh. So I feel like, honestly, not to pat myself on the back, that if anybody would be considered qualified to show up, you know, I feel like I would be one of those guys. But it's not even by that that Yahweh allows us to be invited in. He covers us with His love, with His grace and mercy. And it's not just some super sensitive grace, man. That's just what it is. It's, it's you know, not getting what we deserve. And, and you can't continue to posture yourself in a position to where you fulfill the desires of the flesh, knowing that he'll cover you. That's taking advantage of the system. Yahweh's grace causes you to make a change to desire holiness and righteousness, as I've heard Stevie and many others talk about. This is something that is, is such a big deal that we take seriously because I believe that Yahweh will grant us grace greater authority by our pursuit of of who he has created for us to be as we chase after him. But back to this, it doesn't matter how these people got there. The fact is, is that there were garments that were prepared for this man that he was unwilling to receive. He didn't want to take off the way that he had been identified in order to be covered in the way that he was expected to be identified. And I think that this is this is one of those things that I hope you take a look at internally today and say, Yahweh, what is it within me that I've been unwilling to strip away and allow myself to be covered in the intention that you have prepared for me? I can think of a handful of things for myself, and, and the more that I dwell on this, the more Yahweh will continue to reveal. But the thing is, is that there is a new robe. There is a, a, a crown and a ring that the Father has prepared for you and I. And now that we're, we've received an invitation to be seated and feast at the table, let's show up and, and look the part. Man, I mean, goodness, it's, it's that these garments have already been prepared. And it's, it's funny to me that when, when we go back um, to, to the passage in Genesis 35, that Jacob said to his household, put away the foreign gods that are among you, purify yourselves, make yourselves holy and change your garments. Take off the things that have identified you and put something on that is greater. I remember uh, talking with a good friend of mine, Ryan Rohr, uh, many years ago, and we, we got into the, f- the frequencies of fabric. But did you know that there are actually frequencies that are done on fabric? And, and I mean, I think if I'm not mistaken, that linen came in as a super fabric, uh, which had a, a frequency of 5,000 hertz, which is unbelievable. Um, but wool also was at 5,000. But when you put those together in the priestly you know, requirements of what they wore, you couldn't mix linen and wool because whenever they were mixed together, the, the frequencies canceled each other out. And so... It's pretty crazy. I think in the study, it even talked about when you wear a wool sweater on top of a linen outfit, um, that it actually collapsed the electrical field and canceled out all of the frequency that was released. And so I'm telling you, um, you know, one thing that I saw here was that frequency of energy um, from wool flows left to right, while that of linen flows in the opposite direction of right to left. There are a lot of cool parallels in this. 
the big thing that I want to harp on today and, and hopefully encourage you with is the importance of changing your garments. For us to allow kings to come forth from us, it is imperative that we take off the things that have identified us that are contrary to Yahweh's word in our life and we put on everything that the Father has prepared for us. The invitation has been given. If you've received the invitation, the next opportunity that you have is to show up. Once you show up to be seated and to feast and to celebrate and engage in the fullness of what Yahweh has prepared for you is that we allow ourselves to change our garments, that we put on what the Father has prepared, what the King has prepared for us, and we allow that to identify us going forward. So family, I feel like I, I I hopefully got the point across today. Um, I had a lot on my heart and I kind of went off my notes a little bit. Uh, but I just want to bless you and thank you for your engagement um, with us here on Wisdom's Echo. I am so honored to be a part of this incredible tribe um, of believers and, and so grateful for what Yahweh is doing in our lives and yours as well. So thank you for your engagement. We look forward to the next opportunity we have to be together.